0: Some people are now speculating that Lane Thomas's value may not be what you think it is, and I'm here to tell you why that is blasphemy. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast, I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and thank you guys again for making the Locked On podcast your first listen. You can catch us and your team every single day as that is the motto here over on Locked On. And later on in today's show, it is a Mackenzie Gore day. We're going to get excited about tonight's game and as well as the New York Mets and what they have to bring for the Nationals in tonight's matchup. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Yesterday, I spent the segment that I usually said that I would be doing on Thursdays talking about Jamer Candelario and a potential trade to the Los Angeles Angels because I thought that was going to happen, but it has not transpired up to this point. So today, Nationals trade deadline stock report. We got five guys who could be on the move. I'm going to tell you the likelihood of those moves happening in that second segment. But let's start off here talking a little bit about last night's baseball game before we get into really talking about Lane Thomas and his trade stock that has been reported over the last 24 to 48 hours or so. The New York Bats, man, they somehow, someway found a way to come back and beat the Washington Nationals in last night's ball game, and it wasn't. A bad performance by any stretch of the imagination. When you have this bullpen issue that the Nationals have had for the course of this season, when Hunter Harvey is still on the IL, Carl Edwards Jr. is yet to be back from injury. And really, when this bullpen is just flat out not that good, last night's going to happen. When you're going into a 1-0 game, you have the lead, you shouldn't feel safe. Simple as that. Josiah Gray pitched the best possible game that he could have asked for in yesterday's ball game, And when I was watching it, it was like the juices were flowing. I felt something. It felt different. As I said, this felt like a postseason game in July. It truly did. And even then for the New York Mets, I honestly thought that this was going to be the make or break series for them. But as we've seen from um, the course of last night, they traded away their best relief pitcher with David Robertson. That was unexpected, to be quite honest with you. I was not expecting that at that moment in time. I thought they were going to be potential buyers if they won this series, but no, they did not wait. They're ripping the team apart, and they aren't going to be competing for the rest of 2023. That's just how it is. But the Nationals went against Kodai Senga, and he's good. He's been their best pitcher, in my opinion, by far. Justin Merlander has gotten hot over the course of the last month or so, but even then, that's awesome. Senga has been there, and he's been their guy over the course of this season. He started off really slow, but since then, he's gotten in the summer. He's settled down. He's throwing strikes way more consistently now, and the Mets are looking decent. They're looking decent, but still, the offense has been an issue for them. That's enough for the Mets Nationals Game 1. I'll preview Game 2 of tonight's game two of tonight, and as well as a four-game series coming up over this course of the weekend. But now let's talk about Lane Thomas here. As we know, Lane Thomas has kind of been the hot button topic of this 2023 season for the Nats. A lot of people out there, including myself, at some points have been on the side of, I want to trade this guy and get the value for him now. But then on the other hand, do we really want to trade this guy? Someone who's been so ultra productive, someone who should have been an all-star, and at this moment in time, is one of the best outfielders in all of baseball, defensively. Defensively, may I say. So the hot button topic, because Ken Rosenthal and Britt Jolian, as well as the athletic as a whole, has kind of been reporting on this situation over the course of the last week or so. Supposedly, Lane Thomas... His market value as we sit here today is not as high as what the Nationals really think it is. I don't really buy into that. I don't really buy into that whatsoever, in fact, because I look at last year's trade deadline. If you remember this, the Harrison Bader trade going sent from the St. Louis Cardinals to the New York Yankees. Harrison Bader was a legit kind of toolsy fourth outfielder type. Now he was going to be used as a starter and that's what he is. But even then, his skill type is not a big power hitter or a big hit-for-average kind of guy or get-on-base-at-all-costs. That's not what he is. He's a defensive-first outfielder, similar to the way that Lane Thomas has been. Now, let's get this straight, though. Lane Thomas's numbers at the plate are better. They are better. Even the course of the last few seasons, they are seamlessly better, in my opinion. You get more power. You get more production at the plate. There may be a little bit more strikeouts, but even then, it's 2023, man. Strikeouts are out the door. And out is an out. You don't want to get it either way. So Lane Thomas is now kind of being shot down, you could say, from sitting at the top of hiding this really high market value that we all thought could be a thing. Now, when I mean really high, I don't mean a Juan Soto type of haul. We all know that. But what I mean is someone who's going to generate a decent prospect in return, someone that you could potentially count on in the future of this scene. But on the other hand, Lane Thomas is still locked up for another two and a half years. He's still locked up for the next two and a half seasons under team control and will be here or could be here for quite some time, really. Or a team could really trade him, use him, and see what they do with him. But I'm not here to tackle that. I'm here to tackle the value of a Lane Thomas because I brought up Harrison Bader for a reason. This trade, in my opinion, what the Cardinals and the Yankees did last season is kind of something similar that the Nationals could do with a Lane Thomas type. Just hear me out for one second. Harrison Bader didn't have a 700 OPS against righties or lefties in 2022 last year when he was traded. The whole knock on Lane Thomas was that he is a one-dimensional hitter. He can only hit left-handed pitching because he has a 1,000-plus OPS against left-handed pitchers. If you look across baseball at the Aaron Judges of the world now, Aaron Judge, he's got good numbers on both sides, but just hear me out for a second. All of these all-star players, whether it be a Ronald Acuna type or all just name the best outfielders in baseball, it's obvious that these guys are going to have better numbers, whether if you're a right-handed batter, you'll have better numbers against left-handed pitching. If you're a left-handed batter, you're going to have better numbers against right-handed pitching. This is the oldest story in baseball. I don't understand why this is some huge development now. Now, while there's a few hands in there that separate themselves from the pack who can hit from both sides of the plate and really just play solid baseball all around, but the fact that Lane Thomas, that people are saying that his market value is going down because of that. I think that's absurd. I think that is just really smokescreen talk from other GMs trying to really get down the price of a Lane Thomas type. Now, do GMs really read into this? Is Mike Grizzo reading that story and going, what the heck is this guy talking about? Then really thinking about that and then making a lower offer to someone for who's looking for a Lane Thomas? Probably not. But even then, I've never understood this argument about it. He leads the outfield in assists in Major League Baseball. He's tied with Adelis Garcia from the Texas Rangers. He leads the National League in outfield assists as well. This guy is a stud defensively. And also, if you look at his arm, which are outfield assists, basically, his arm is one of the best in Major League Baseball. Baseball savant has it up in one of the highest percentiles that it could possibly be in. So this whole notion That Lane Thomas, all of a sudden, the value just quite isn't there. Now, what? yes, of course, he's not going to be hitting right-handed pitchers as well. But if you were to also go into a Yankees lineup, or even just name that team that's looking for an outfielder, whatever it may be, the Seattle Mariners maybe, who knows? If you were to look at that team, the Yankees in particular, what is one thing that has really stood out about this Nationals team? Lane Thomas is the hitter that you pitch around. He is the guy with the target on his back with this team. With this 2023 Nationals team, he is the guy that the pitching coaches or whoever are going over the game plans are circling his name and saying, you cannot pitch this guy in this scenario. If you were to go to a much better team, Lane Thomas talking about, like the Yankees, do you think they're going to pitch around Aaron Judge? Or Lane Thomas? Do you think if you were to go to the Seattle Mariners, are they going to pitch around Julio Rodriguez? Or Lane Thomas? This whole notion that he's just going to go to this team and be a fourth outfielder type. I don't really think that's the gist of this. And I don't think that's what the Nationals really look at Lane Thomas as. Now, while some people may make that argument, I think it's a little stupid. Because I think Lane Thomas's trade value is still as high as what we thought it was. Two and a half years of left of control. This is the price that you're going to get the best possible outcome for for this Nationals team as far as prospect hauls go. And even then, if you decided to pair them up with a Merrick Candelario and trade both those pieces together, that's going to maximize your return. And in fact, I would actually really love for the Nationals to do that because I think you could get a good prospect in return for two of those guys. Maybe even a bullpen piece as well. Who really knows? But the question was, is Lane Thomas still on the table even after all these rumors? Yes, he's still on the table. And in fact, I'll answer that question just a little bit later on in this Nationals trade deadline stock report. I think it could happen. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen. The Nationals play the Mets tonight at 710 Eastern Time. You can catch every pitch in the Nationals Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And before we get into a little bit later on, as we got a lot to talk about, it is a Friday. The Nationals are going to be on the move. The Nationals. They got some pieces to trade and pieces to work with. I'm going to tell you guys about that. But but before we do the Nationals trade deadline stock report, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at eBay Motors. And guys... For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle, so every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay guaranteed fit, and you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check mark to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Now let's get into a Nationals trade deadline stock report. And I kind of plug that Lane Thomas question here as this deadline stock report is not going to be the individual performances and really getting their stock value up. This is more so what I think could happen. Will these guys be getting moved at the deadline? Will they not be? Let's start off with the obvious one. J. Mayor Candelario, his stock report, and what I think will happen, he will be traded. J. Mayor Candelario at this moment in time has, obviously you've seen all the rumors around him, as John Morosi the other day said that the Angels have discussed a J. Mayor Candelario trade. The Yankees are supposedly in the mix as well. Maybe the Diamondbacks and as well as potentially some other teams out there. J. Mayor Candelario, this is what the whole deal was. The Nationals signed him this offseason, hoping for him to turn around defensively and at the plate. He has done both of those things, and he has done it exceptionally well. A team's going to give up a decent prospect for Candelario just from the way that he's played over the course of this season. He's relatively been healthy. He's gotten a little banged up here over the last few weeks with a thumb injury as well as getting a hit by pitch every now and then. It's always been a little bit scary when it comes to Candelario because he's been the guy who's been nailed down. He was going to be traded in no matter what and see what the Nationals did with them this season. And as we've saw so far over the course of this 2023 National season, He's been good, so he's going to get traded for a decent prospect. So his stock report, he's up. He's going to be out of town here over the next three to four days. Lane Thomas, is he going to be getting moved or will he not be getting moved? He will not be getting moved up at this point in 2023. Now, I say that I'm not confident about this at one moment, not a single bit. I am not confident about this whatsoever. When I talk about Lane Thomas, I don't know if I really want to trade him or not. Because when you have someone who's been so productive, who's so cheap, and who has the potential to even stay here for quite some time, you want to keep that guy. But on the other hand, when you have Robert Hassel, someone who could take over that right field position, you have James Wood, Dylan Cruz, Elijah Green, Dalen Lyle, name all the top outfield prospects that the Nationals have. Christian Vaccaro is in that category you really want to have Lane Thomas up here and kind of create a logjam as far as those prospects go? Because the eyes are always on the future for the Nationals. But you could also make the case that Lane Thomas is part of this future. So at this moment in time, for these really key questions when you're talking about Lane Thomas, will he be traded? Will he not be? I don't think the Nationals will do that trade just because of the value that they thought they'd be getting in return. They have their price set on him. I don't think Mike Rizzo is going to blink. I think he's going to stand his ground and make sure that he doesn't trade away Lane Thomas for some no-name prospects. We'll just have to see what they do, but at this moment, again, I do not think the Nationals trade him at this moment in time unless you are Yankees, if you want to give us a decent prospect or whoever is out there, if you want to give us a decent prospect for Lane Thomas, be my guest. This is a new name on the stock report here for the Washington Nationals. Now, I don't think he's going to be traded, but it's worth noting at this moment in time that the Nationals could be taking calls on him. Riley Adams, the big moose is what I say, the big catcher, someone who could potentially play first base. We all know that last year he was playing first base at AAA. That project ultimately did not work out, I don't think. I don't know if they didn't like him over there. I don't know what they saw, but they have not used him at first base since last season. But what he has done at the plate, having a 900 plus OPS on the season, he's batting really well, just all around power. He's getting on base. He's batting for average. He's doing everything that you want a backup catcher to do. And he's even playing decent defensively. He's not a world beater out there. Even then, I don't think he has the tools of a Keybert Ruiz. Now, while the analytics may give that nod to Riley Adams over Keybert, I think Keybert's a better defensive catcher down the line and into the future. I think a team is going to call about Riley Adams. If it's even just to be a backup catcher, I think teams will call. I think if teams are looking to add that kind of Kurt Suzuki, Yon Gomes kind of pairing, and then you would even look at down in Atlanta what they have with Travis Darneau and Sean Murphy. They could do a trade like that. Not talking about the Braves, but a team that is looking to platoon a catcher with another young guy like Riley Adams, who's been really good at the plate, who's solid defensively. There's real no drop off there when it comes to defense or offense with whatever position he's going to be playing. But I think teams will call for him. Now, do I think he gets traded? Probably not. I just don't really see the value of trading away Riley Adams at this moment in time because you're not going to be getting much for him in return might get a team's 25th best prospect in return. It's not going to be some great young project kind of guy. It's going to be some like 23 year old who's kind of frizzled out. I'm not really that interested in it. I would rather keep Riley Adams and kind of stick with this plan as him as the backup catcher. Now, some people may say, well, what about Drew Milas down in the minors? He'll just have to wait. He was not a priority prospect for this team. He's kind of in that Jake Lou tier to where nothing wrong with Jake Lou here, but he's not going to be rushed up into the major leagues. Their time will come eventually. It's just not going to be right now. Jake Lou, by the way, could be getting called up here to to the majors any day now, as far as J. Mayor Candelario trade goes, or Carter Keyboom even. That's going to be a discussion that we'll have post deadline. Ilomaro Vargas, he will be traded at this moment in time. And as we've seen over the course of this last week, Ildemar Vargas has been playing well, and even then over his last 30 games, his slugging is up. But what has been most impressive for him, now while it's not some crazy numbers out here, and pretty limited at-bats, he's got more walks than he has strikeouts. That immediately kind of shows me that his plate discipline is up there, and only striking out four times in his last 30 games, that's good no matter what position you're playing, no matter what you do best. Ildemar Vargas is your Typical utility infielder slash outfielder who you can just kind of plug away and play anywhere and not really have to worry about his defense. That comes in handy for teams trying to make a postseason run. In those ninth innings, you want to make defensive substitutions and really solid up and glue down your defense. Otomar Vargas is one of those pieces who could help you in those situations. And even then, his hitting has been good. You can even talk about him being a pinch runner off the bat. He's got some decent speed. He can do some different things. People are going to be calling about Ildomaro Vargas. And even then, like the other guys, this has been the plan all along. Ildomaro Vargas will get shipped off this deadline. Now, what will happen? I don't know. I don't know what team will bite on him. I don't know if the Nationals are really trying to move Ildomaro Vargas. But it makes sense as to why this team would want to move on from him. Because where's his future at at this moment? Do you really want to keep a utility infielder at this moment in time who's not really locked up for the future, doesn't really have that much to offer you besides playing many different positions? But even then, those are kind of the guys that you want to see like your Jake Alou play and take that role rather than an older Demaro Vargas. So that's why I I think Demaro will get moved at this moment in time. But even then, I could see a possibility of him staying put and the Nationals not really trading that many people as we thought they would last year. That certainly did not happen after the Juan Soto and Josh Bell trade. Kyle Finnegan, will he get traded? Will he not be traded? Kyle Finnegan, this is a shocker. I'm going to say he's not going to be traded, and here's why. We've all seen the rumors about bullpen pieces and bullpen arms over the years. Everyone wants them. At the deadline, that is the biggest commodity that you could ever ask for is getting a bullpen piece in return, whether it's someone that's going to help you right here and right now or it's going to be someone like a Mason Thompson that will help you in the future and you can kind of develop and grow while he's learning in the major leagues as he's done over this last season in the Nationals. But what the thing is about Finnegan, you also typically see some smoke around these guys. There's some articles, whether it be Ken Rosenthal or Britt Geroli or Chelsea Janes, whichever of the beat reporters are writing about these guys. And there's really been nothing on Kyle Finnegan. I haven't seen anything mentioned about the possibility of him being traded. And I like Kyle Finnegan. I've always been kind of the lone, kind of loner when it comes to liking Kyle Finnegan and what he does best. I think he's got the potential to be something like I would look at him and he just looks like a Tampa Bay Ray. I cannot get that out of my head. I look at the Tampa Bay Rays training for someone like him and turning him into a good, really good relief pitcher. He's got the stuff. He's got the velo. He's got the strikeout rate. He just needs a little more seasoning in him from an analytical-like team like the Rays, like the Braves, like the Dodgers, the teams that do this well and develop pitching like they grow it on trees. So I could see something like that happening for a contender than really seeing what they do with him. But at this moment, there's been no smoke around. So it's kind of tough to believe that the Nationals are going to be shopping him. Do they see him as someone that hasn't really reached his ceiling yet in their system, and they can maybe get something more for him in the offseason or maybe even next deadline and hold on to him again because he's got team control left. He's not even a free agent, I think, until 2026. What are they going to do? We'll just have to see with Kyle Finnegan and all that. The Nationals play the Mets tonight at 7, 10 Eastern time. And you know who it is? Mackenzie Gore versus Max Scherzer. Catch every pitch of the Nationals. Hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. While we do preview this series, I'm going to plug this question real quick. And I'm going to answer it. Is this Max Scherzer's last start with the New York Mets? We'll answer that after this. And now we're back to the action as the Nationals are taking on the New York Mets in game two of this series after losing 2-1 to in last night's ballgame. It's a four-game series. You got a lot of pitching here. Sunday, you're going up against Justin Verlander. Tomorrow, you're going going up against Carlos Carrasco. There's a lot of big-name pitchers that the Nationals will be facing this series. But tonight's game, it's Mackenzie Gore versus Max Scherzer. I've always drawn those comparisons when it comes to Mackenzie Gore and Max Scherzer. Now, their pitching type, it's not really the same. But what I see in Mackenzie Gore is what I saw in Max Scherzer. An intense, fiery pitcher that will not want to get pulled out of a baseball game. We saw plenty of times over the course of Scherzer's career of him Shaking his head. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see my bobblehead. No, he's shaking his head. Shaking his head, looking over at Davey or Dusty Baker or Matt Williams, whoever one it was, whichever one it was. He's always been that kind of fiery pitcher. That is what I see when it comes to talking about Mackenzie Gore, someone who wants to win and wants to win now. I love the comparison. I've always kind of thought that when it comes to Gore and comparing him to Scherzer. Now, again, it's not the same. Max Scherzer is a multiple-time Cy Young. He'll likely probably never be Max Scherzer. There's not many of them on this planet. But again, they remind me of each other, and that's always a fun thought. Max Scherzer, though. Tonight, New York Mets. Max Scherzer is a legend in this town. I want to talk about him. I'm sorry. We're going up against him in tonight's ballgame. The New York Mets are selling. It is a firestorm up in Queens. And, oh, last night, the rain delay was a joke by them. What a joke. But is this going to be the last time Max Scherzer puts on his New York Mets jersey? And oh man, I hope they wear those black jerseys tonight. Those sexy black jerseys that everyone raves about. Will this be Max Scherzer's last start as a New York Met? It's a tough question. It is a tough question to chew on. Are they going to move off Max Scherzer a year and a half after they gave him the most money ever? I'm going to say they do. I am going to say they do. But you may not like where I think Max Scherzer could end up. Because I've heard a team out there in the Midwest, in the hot, hot corridor of the state of Texas, the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros are looking for starting pitching, and they need starting pitching to really make that postseason push yet again. I could see Max Scherzer going to the Houston Astros. Not a lot of people would like that, but let me tell you this. Would you rather watch Max Scherzer win a World Series with the Houston Astros, a team that did not screw over the Washington Nationals? Remember that. We were the one team in Major League Baseball that cannot complain about that team cheating, and the reason why that is, we beat them four games at home while they're cheating. It made that championship even better. Don't remember that. Thank you, Houston Astros, for cheating. We love you for that because it just made us better. I could see him getting traded to the Houston Astros, though, and that is not a joke. I could see that happening, and at this moment, at this time, around the 11 a.m. hour of June or July 28th, I could see Max Scherzer being traded because it's obvious at this point now the Mets are going to be selling. They're going to want prospects in return. Now, while the Houston Astros, they have, a really bad farm system from contending for the last 10 years It's what it feels like, and they don't really have many guys coming up through the system, they could certainly make a way to try to trade for Max Scherzer. One, the New York Mets might be looking to get out of his contract because this ain't the same Max Scherzer that we've seen over the course of his whole career here in D.C. Cy Young contender year in and year out. This season, he's been injured, he's been up and down, and really, it hasn't been good for Scherzer. It started off slow, it got a little bit better, but even then, the wheels are just kind of falling off, and he's getting old. Simple as that. So are the New York Mets going to move off him? I think they do. Do I think it's a correct decision? Eh, I don't want to see him with the New York Mets anymore, so I'm fine with whatever they decide to do. And, of course, you guys can catch that game. The Nationals play the Mets Tonight at 710 Eastern time, Max Scherzer versus Mackenzie Gore. What a pitching matchup. Catch every pitch of the nationals hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search nationals there. And again, thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. And again, it's your team every single day to the Everydayers out there. Thank you guys for tuning in. Once again, I'll catch you guys on Monday. And of course, if the nationals make any deadline moves, I'll be the first one you'll hear from. Go Nats. Hopefully we make some moves.